I'm Dr. Sam Fesich, host of the EduMagic Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions are those of each individual host. You can find more great education podcasts by visiting our website, edupodcastnetwork.com. Get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, Season 5, Episode 11. In this episode, I talk to Lydia Krupp about Chrome tabs, emojis, accessibility, diverse clip art, coding and art, digital business cards, TCEA, and lots more fun. It's jam-packed. And don't worry, of course, we will be talking about Wordle. Let's give it a go. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Lydia. Hey, Jen. How does the moon cut his hair? <laughs> I don't know, Jen. How does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it. All right, everyone. Welcome to Shooks and GIF. <laughs> this is episode 11 11 wow of season five i am joined today by a guest because you know it's more fun to talk to someone that's talk to yourself uh i have with me today an instructional technology coordinator from ferris isd and for everyone that's like where on god's green earth is that that's just outside dallas texas so we're gonna have some y'all with my a today i think um she is also a tc EA Area 10 Director. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about herself, but please welcome Ms. Lydia Krupp. Welcome to the show, Lydia. Welcome. Yay! Yay Thank you. Thank you for asking me on. This is like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. So I live in Dallas, Texas, in East Dallas, if you're going to get specific. Um, And then I work in Ferris, which is about a 20-minute drive south of Dallas. So even though I live in a big city, I work in a nice, cozy little district. Um, it's actually a new position. I just started this position December 6th of last year. Oh, wow. Before, yes. <laughs> Before that, I was an instructional technology specialist in Richardson ISD, which is in the northern part of the Dimetroplex. And then I had done that for about six years. And before that, I taught high school English for 11 years. So, yes. And so that yes. that's where I how I started and got here. And it really was interesting because teaching high school English. I loved it. Love my students. I still keep in touch with a lot of them today. Um, but then it was one of those things that the instructional technology really grabbed me. And I realized if I could support teachers and work with teachers, then all the things we learn together will, you know, I saw 150 kids a year, which is great over 11 years. It's a lot of kids, but I could help teachers and I could re- help reach more students and, and change the way things were done. And and when I started, there wasn't a it, there wasn't a whole lot like there is now. I mean, you can get a degree in it now, which is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. I've watched uh, that evolution and been really excited about it. So when the opportunity to become the coordinator in Ferris appeared, I I had to I had to apply because it's a great chance for me to work with curriculum and technology on a level that, especially in a small district where I can feel like we're really making some changes and happening and and really moving forward. In that That's area. awesome. We have a very similar path then with our background, my background in English, and then like the tech side. So now you just need to become a librarian, and then we're good. We also <laughs> we both have sons named William. We have yes, that in common as well. Mm-hmm. Although you have a daughter, I don't have daughters. I have two more. No, boys no, no. Actually. I have two boys. They're both. Oh, it's boys. a boy. Oh, it is a boy. I thought you had a daughter. Yeah, oh, there you go. No, no, no. So I have a niece, just, but. Okay, there you go. See, I don't, I don't have a niece. I have no girls. I have my, my cat. That's it. That's my, my cat. But she's, you know, she just hides because the boys. Well, you know that in, in Ferris, one of the things I get to do is support our librarians. So I am actually learning as much as I possibly can to make sure I advocate for them appropriately and get them what they need. So I love that. I, I supported the librarians a lot as well. In fact, I think it's how I sort of organically came into this role once my, my term as a digital literacy consultant was up. Um, and I love it. It's a great thing. Okay, but we're not we're not here to talk about how our lives are Sorry. in parallel. Sorry. We we are we, we could. We've already talked off air for about half an hour before we got in here, but that's okay. So true, we are true. here to share some cool things. Now let me just let me tell you this. The reason that I invited Lydia on and we've met in real life at um at Flipgrid Live in when was that? 2018? 2019? 2018. 2018. Yeah, I had to look up the date on that we, picture. I was like, when was this? Yeah. And you sent it to me and I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, look at that, look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so we have that. And now I I've talked about it on the show, my today I sketched on learn to sketch net, net, 
learn to sketch note course. Ooh, it's not even that early. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I'm running that. And Lydia is one of the members of the cohort. She's one of my classmates in here. So that's great. And she's been very active and, and playing with things. And she often will record these little snippets of like, hey, Jen, like, I, I don't know if you, if you want to share this. I don't want to overstep, but if you want to. And she's showed a couple of really cool things, different things, like one I knew, one I didn't, um, for her classmates to know like, hey, if you want to know how to do this. And I thought, oh, this is someone who who knows her tech and would be a really good guest. So I reached out, I'm like, any chance you want to be on the show? And she kindly accepted. So that's what brought us here together. So that's great. We also have a very, very long list of things both of us Sorry, have. Sorry, yeah, actually, that's on me. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. It's totally fine. You don't need to apologize to a Canadian. That's our job. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, we, we might split into two. We talked about that. I said, you know, I've been going kind of long lately and I want to respect people's time, but I have, I don't think that Lydia and I will be able to cut this. So if, if partway through all of a sudden I come in, I'm like, okay, everyone. Yeah, we went way long. So I'm just going to cut it here and we'll come back for part two. So this might be episode 11 and 12, but yes, I, I don't know. Do I don't know. I'll think fig- I'll figure that out. So I mean, Jen, really, we should just schedule regular talks. I think, oh gosh, <laughs> I think we I should just love it. This is great. <laughs> I think it would be amazing. Okay. So let's get down to business. Uh, you can go first with pick your share, whatever you want. Wow me. Wow. The crowd share something. That's awesome. So, well, I'll start with something a lot of people probably know, but it's one of those until you use it, you forget how awesome it is. I have a tab issue. And by that, I mean, I always, I'm the person that, ha- that they get really skinny because I've got so many open. Plus, I have a different window for each Google account I have because I have a personal, a work, and one for TCEA, and all of them look like that, right? So when I changed, well, let's back up. So before I changed jobs, we did a rollout in Richardson of new devices. Mm -hmm. And so people were concerned about, you know, well, I have all these tabs that could, like me, they have issues with tabs. Yeah, it's called tabitis. It's a thing. Like, there's probably medication for it. Yeah. (laughs) So basically what I found out is that in Chrome and people are like, well, you can export. Well, like, no, 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 no. On the device you're turning in or the device you're, you're swapping out, leave the Chrome window open. Make sure you're signed in. Always make sure you're signed in, but leave it open. On the new device, if you open Chrome and sign in, you can go to history. And I wrote it out. So make sure it's going do tabs from other devices. And you will see your other device on the left. Click it. And then there's three dots. And if you click those three dots, it says open all tabs. And it will pop that window open of all the tabs you had on the other device. And then they can wipe that other device and nobody cares because you've got what you need. But Chrome has to stay open. If you close Chrome on the old device, it won't be able to read it. But that saved me <laughs> so much trouble because the tabs I have open, they're open, they stay open for a reason. I've pinned a few, but the rest stay open. So I learned that, shared it with so many teachers who were really, really grateful because they were afraid they would lose like yeah. all the stuff they had open. So that one, a lot of people probably already knew, but especially when you're swapping or changing jobs or whatever, that's really handy to have. I don't know. Um, you know I what, will... Lydia? I don't know if people would know that because I, that's one I, like, I know it, but I I've often forget it. Like I will be looking at something on my iPad, usually mm-hmm. a recipe because I tend to use my iPad in the kitchen and I'll look something up and they'll be like, oh yeah, I had that recipe. I'm like, oh shoot, where was it? Where did...? And I have uh-huh. to think. And then. And that's what I'll send, like, I'll be at work, let's say. And I'm like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. share it with someone. I'm like, oh, I don't have my iPad here. I'm like, but hold on. And often I'll forget. Oh, yeah, go to the three dots. I, I know my history's there. But the fact that all of your devices that are logged in anywhere mm-hmm. in Chrome, boom, yep. I can find it. I, I don't, I don't yes. know that a lot of people know that. I think that's a very it, good. It has saved me so many times. Because also, especially in the nature of our work, we'll have more than one device. Like just mm-hmm. on a good day. We've got two, three, you know, four if you're counting like a phone. And I yeah. can't always remember where I was when I saw that, right? Yeah. Um, you had mentioned making a wakelet of those things, which would yeah. probably be much better, but sometimes I just need to find that tab. Yeah. So no, I found that, and what teachers like is it would pop them all open. So you could either select the ones you wanted or get that whole window back, which was really nice. So I love it. I put that I in there. That. And then of course, grouping tabs isn't new, but I, I had never used it before. <gasps> Me so too, I, I'm a recent, I'm a recent ta- group uh, yes. tabber. I'm recent I to this. I told myself, dang it, Lydia, new job, new Chrome, keep <laughs> new it clean. <laughs> so all my tabs I open to learn to, uh, in my position, you know, I'm supporting the librarians, so there's a lot I got to learn. I mean, there's, there's like things, you know, librarians are meant to, there's some standards they can help teach. There's like groups I'm in, I was invited in to help support them. So I've made a group called Library Resources. And so all the tabs I opened that I need to reference quickly. If I'm like, oh, why, why would they do that? What's going on there? I put in that group. And so 
I'm going to start grouping my tags. Now, what that might mean is now all those tiny squares are just grouped. But, you know, what, whatever it takes. to Whatever. To yeah. And, and you can, you can maximize and minimize so they're not quite so little. Yeah. Exactly. I, I recently started doing it. I have, um, I have tabs called, <laughs> you know, when I really started using it is in the learn to sketch note. I would have like <gasps> overall yes. things about the course. Um, whenever someone new mm-hmm. would sign up, once the course got going, cause I have a little workflow that I do and then what I'm working on this week. And instead of having all those tabs open in my Janet virtual GIF profile, mm-hmm. I just grouped them. So I'm like, okay, what am I coming in here for? Am I coming in for, oh, I thought about this for the next cohort because I'm constantly iterating, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it someone signed up and then I can maximize or, or like expand or collapse those. My big thing though, um, for, I find that if I have too many tabs open, it really slows down my Mac. It just doesn't have yes. a lot of RAM. So this is a problem. Mm-hmm. So I actually use, and I've talked about it on the show before. This is not in the show notes, but I could throw it in. Um, I use Toby mini. And it is uh, like an extension and it curates and it now is on the cloud and they're really they're It's free. I love it. And I once got logged out and I couldn't remember my password. Thank goodness I was able to recover it. But I was, I was like, if I lose all these tabs, I don't know. Like I have things just like cool things I saw that I might want to come back to. And again, you can do that in a wakelet, but I love that it's still a little tab and I just keep it pinned. It's always my first pin tab. So it's interesting you say that because I tried Toby, but I am one of those people out of sight, out of mind, which is why Uh, those tabs get so big because I get easily just, you know, squirrel. And then the next thing I know, I I literally, there will be unfinished things. I'm like, oh, dang it. I I had to go do that because other things will catch my attention. I'm working on it. You know, it's it's a progress. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's total work in progress for me too. I know people who swear by Toby and that's great. But like, the reason I like the grouping is because I'm like, there it is. It's right there. And I love what you said about for your sketch note class, having the different like things yeah. like, cause now I'm thinking in terms of students when they're working on long projects, huh. both my children have what's called individual projects every year for the, with yeah. the IP, the big IP. And we have a big showcase in the year, but like if they're doing their research and they're doing their creation tabs for research tabs for ideas for create, like that way they're all open. So by the time they, they do that at school and bring their devices home, when they open it, I can say, Oh, I can help you with this. Cause you, you know, how many times do I sit down with my 12 year old? And he's like, I don't remember where I found it. I'm like, yeah. kid, mm-hmm. you're killing me here. Like, I yeah. can't help you if you don't know where all your stuff is. So I liked that idea of making them like theming them for long-term Mm-hmm. projects that's, that's yep. actually really cool that's totally how we do it and on my other account i have one that's email and one that's curation and things that I yes because so, yeah. i have yes, a bunch of different yes, emails yes. right so i yes. have in my email i have mm-hmm. my gmail i have a, my personal i'd like mm-hmm. to be yahoo because you know god forbid i come into the 21st century um uh, girl, I have I have, one too. yep yeah so anyway that that's how i do it i love that i love group tabs i love the recovery that's amazing amazing okay i'm going to i'm going to shift us another way as i sort of move things here in the you'll notice in the background no you're fine and that's fine i have it up to make sure i don't forget anything yeah what nobody (laughs) what nobody sees what we're talking about is we have if you visited the show notes it comes in when i have people set up it's like here your shares here my shares and then i cut and paste as we go and for some people it's thrown them in the middle of the show they're like what are you doing and i'm like uh, I'm not, I'm not going to remember what order we did this in. So, okay. I'm going to go to a very cool thing that I heard about on the EdTech Takeout podcast. Love so, them. By I know. The way. I they, love that you love fabulous? them. I love I them. Love them. I love Jonathan Wiley. I love Mindy Carney. Yes. I've been on the show yes. when I, when I spoke at iTech and they're, they're so funny. And Jonathan, the first time I met Jonathan, I was like a little bit hyper and crazy and I was sleep deprived. It was ISTE. And I think, I think he thought I was cuckoo. So Jonathan, if you're listening, I am a little bit cuckoo, but I was super cuckoo that day. Um, they recently <laughs> had their 100th episode and yes. it was all tech nuggets. And oh mm-hmm. my goodness, I will tell yes. you tech nuggets was a giant inspiration for this show. Like just those little, like, Hey, I saw this. This is cool. Mm-hmm. If you, if you've been listening to the podcast before, if you've never listened to it, um, I don't have themes and Lydia even wrote, like, should I go on a theme? I'm like, no, no, it's very loosey goosey around here. I do not. I just share what you want. Cause, and Kim and I talked about that at one point, we got some feedback at the beginning of the show from people like, maybe this is what you should do. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to put that much thought into it. Like I put a lot of thought into every other aspect of my life. I just want to have that fun like you run into somebody like hey did you see this and like that's what I love about going to a conference that's what I want in a podcast so anyway they have tech nuggets uh which are they just share little tech 
tidbits um and the nuggets goes along of course with the the takeout theme Mm -hmm. and they recently had their 100th episode congratulations to them for that and they shared a whole bunch of tech nuggets and i'm going to link that show in the notes i'm going to talk probably over the next couple of episodes i think i shared one or two things last episode i have Mm -hmm. this for this one and then um another one but absolutely go and listen to that podcast if you like shooks and gif you will love this episode of you'll love all the episodes of of the edtech takeout but this one particular is awesome at any rate they shared something called the emoji maker. And I was like, oh, this sounds sort of fun. What's this? So if you go into the emoji maker, it is just that. You can make your own emojis. So lady, I don't know if you've clicked on it or if you've ever seen it. You get on, it sort of looks like a canvas. And down the left-hand side, the first thing is, okay, what shape of a head do you want? So I'm like, okay, I want to look like the little, I don't know, the Google Android guy. So I put that in and it adds that as a layer. And then there's the, okay, what do you, what eyebrows do you want? And this is all along, along the side. Sort of like when you set up your Bitmoji or something and you choose the different mm-hmm. elements. And you can fully create different emojis. And not only are they cute to put things in, but imagine with sort of, littles or middle schoolers there's no login required and then you can save the um you can save the image imagine digital storytelling with this right you can create your little emojis and tell stories or if you're doing like those guessing games where like hey can you guess what the christmas carol is you know that you see those and um i know there's a big emoji trend right now on tiktok that it gives you emojis and you have to do something with that i recently saw a library that it would it showed three emojis and then they'd look at the emojis and try to find a book or a resource in the library that fit that emoji pattern Mm -hmm. which i thought was brilliant that's the whitney (laughs) uh, the whitby public library they have the best tiktok they're hilarious these girls um Anyway, that's the emoji maker. I just, I I think that there's a lot of kind of fun things that you can do and you can resize things and make them smaller or bigger. And I I was doing it this morning with my 12 year old and he was like, well, that's kind of funny. And he just kept clicking and, and he had a lot of fun with it. So if you're looking to create avatars, I know that our district has Mm -hmm. actually um, taken away uh, the ability to put profile pictures in um, to our Google accounts now for a variety of reasons. But if you were looking to reinstate that, or if you have that in students, you want to keep their privacy. So you don't want your own face, but you want something representative of you, you know, other than like Bitmoji and other avatar makers, I think this would be kind of a fun little resource. So I'm going to go off that tab. So I'm not sitting here making one of those instead of talking to you. Okay. No, that is fantastic. And so a couple of things, first of all, the EdTech takeout was the first podcast I listened to with relation to what I do. I, I'm like, I, I mean, I, so I hope they're listening to this and they're feeling the love because I, I even recommended them to a friend, uh, a friend of mine who just finished his doctorate and he rely, he doesn't miss an episode. He loves them too. Yeah, Second, so I do like the idea of this as your avatars, because one thing I do struggle with and I have to watch myself because I know not everybody has the same backgrounds we have, but like, Kids under 13 should not be, like, there are things and places they're not supposed to go. And for some things, it's under 18. And so my my 12-year-old desperately wants to make himself a Bitmoji. And I said, I'm sorry, sweetheart, you can't yet. Right? Like, I I, I mean, I made him a Memoji. I helped him make a Memoji on mm-hmm. his phone. Um, but I just said, I can't, you can't have those accounts yet. We can't get there yet. And so I love this because they don't have to sign in, but they could each have their own unique, like, personality or yeah. spin, right? And Absolutely. you could save that and they could, that could be them all year. And so I, I really like that a lot. That's great. Yeah. yeah I'm it's cute, right? It's just Or so I'm going to spend the rest of the talk doing that. So. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, that's, that's my share. That's, that's one of my shares. Back to that you. That was fun. Yeah, okay. Fun. So this next one is actually, I think this was the one where you were like, you've got to come on the show. And then my imposter syndrome kicked in and I started hyperventilating and I couldn't get back to you for the rest of the day. Um, but it's that iPad accessibility. I actually linked the um uh the the ibook the um apple book that my actually one of my friends helped write uh morgan cave she is one of the authors on this ipad accessibility so the district i was in we were uh apple for like pre-k six and then chromebook seven twelve but you know all the kids had google accounts right it was one of those Mm -hmm. kind of mix and match things and i've always just been a mac person in general i could any any system you give me i will work on right like now my laptop's a pc which is fine but I bought me a really nice iPad Pro with magic keyboard, blah, blah. Oh, so nice. I, uh, girl, so some of these things come from the fact that my personal thing is an iPad, which works a little differently than a MacBook. But right. the iPad accessibility is huge because one thing that would, uh, another thing that I just kind of, teachers just don't know, but it was one of those things over and over again, we had to tell them, I need an app that'll read this to the kids. I need an app that, and we're like, no, you don't. The iPad, de- like, 
It yeah. does these things. You can change the background of your iPad. If you have a kid who needs a certain color, you know, like they, we used to have those overlays for kids, yeah. the different color overlays. Your iPad, you can change the background. You can change the font. It will read to you. You can add a dictionary. There are so many things you can do that I just don't think people just don't know. They're just not aware, right? Yeah. Which is fair because if you're not in our field, if you're not in education, you don't know to go looking for these things. So yeah. I t included their book because it's amazing. And then and Morgan is the one, Morgan and um, Christine, two of the Apple Distinguished Educators I was on a team with, they are the ones that showed me the assistive touch for screenshots. And this was the one that you were like, love it. Yeah, this is the one so I didn't know. I was on, like, oh. Yeah, so I like a good screenshot if I need to see, like save something real quick or yeah. if I need to edit it and send it on like for whatever, like, hey, did you hear about this or whatever? And especially with the newer phones, you have to be able to do like both sides. I'm, I'm making a gesture that no one can see, but Jen That's right okay. now, yeah. you have to it's squeeze like both sides of the phone. And I'm not good at that because these phones are big and I am not. So, and if you have the wrong like case about, on for me, it's my oh case, my, my case makes yes. it difficult. And, and, and a lot of the hard plastic cases we buy for kids are the same. We have yeah. to buy the hard plastic cases because they're kids, right? Yeah, but that's so, impossible to do a screenshot on in an otter box. Yes, yes. And so when the kids need to do that to like, if they're going to use the markup tools on something. So with assistive touch, you can actually, a little button appears, it'll fade out. So it doesn't like glare on your screen, but you can set it to when you hold down this little, it's like a square on an iPad, you yeah. hold it down for a second or two and it'll take the screenshot. And so it's a shortcut so the kids aren't pressing the buttons on the side, but rather they're just holding a button on the screen and getting that screenshot. And for little kids, that actually helps them a lot um, get that fast. And uh, I, love it. I love it so much. I added it to my phone and then I put it on my kids' iPads because they were having to do screenshots. And I was like, just push this button and hold it down until it, it takes the screenshot. So that was the big one that you were like, okay, this is amazing. But I felt the same way. I was like, this is life changing. <laughs> and and the cool thing with it is you've set it up to do the screenshot, but that's not the only mm -hmm. thing it can do, right? No. Right. So I, it doesn't, my, my buttons do a few things. If I tap the button once, my control panel appears. Now you can also get the control panel by swiping down from the right. But yeah. I like just, again, when I hold my phone, I hold it with one hand and my thumb is at the bottom. My finger is not at the top, and, right? And when I and do so, that from yeah. the, the corner, it's like, oh, now I have all my notifications and no, push that yes. up and now I have this. And I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, just go to this guy. <laughs> hey, hey, Siri, just go where I want you to go. <laughs> like, right, right. And so it saves me that. And then if you tap it twice on mine, it will actually go to the launch pad. You know how you have like all your, it'll open up your screens and you can see them all. And you can close the ones you don't want. Yeah. I do that too. So that I don't, well, you know, when, when the, before face recognition, you just push that bottom button to do that. But um, now I can do that and it just, it'll pull them all up. And so I set it up on my iPad. I set it up on my phone and it's just, it's just nice to have those as options. And those aren't the only things they can do. So when you're dealing with students, especially those with, um, you know, the, the tiny hands in general, but like mm -hmm. even their motor skills are still developing and stuff like that. Like this is a great way to help them get, take care of business without that frustration of my case button doesn't line up or, you know, I can't get both at the same time or, you know, I'm not, I'm swiping, 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 but you know, I don't know if y'all have seen the screen at some elementary iPads, but yeah. it's no surprise why a swipe doesn't get you what you need because it's usually covered in something sticky. Yeah. So this is a great way to, to help them get what they need if the swiping with the left, right, up and down isn't working. <laughs> it's so good. And there's so much like really, honestly, if you want to do one thing when after you listen to this episode, it's go in. If you have an eye device of any sort, mm -hmm. like an iPad or an iPhone or even your computer and just find a video 10 minutes even of the different accessibility features on the iPad because mm -hmm. I think you'll be mind blown. I know that my oldest um, has an executive functioning disorder and we, um, his IEP said he should have a, an iPad, especially because he was only in the third grade at the time. And they're like, yeah, maybe once he gets to sixth grade, like this year he got an actual computer. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what he's been using. And we went to some training and I sort of sat through the training and they knew what I did. And they were like, you don't really need this. I'm like, no, I think I'll learn some stuff. And yeah. I knew mm -hmm. a lot of it, but there were there were quite a few things that I had mm -hmm. no idea. And it, like you said, it changed the way that I use my device. And when, so, mm -hmm. like, it's that UDL model, right? Like necessary for some, but good for all. For so, everything. I was just going to say that. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. it benefits those kids who really need, but really benefits every kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what about the ones we haven't, we, who haven't been identified as need, needing these supports for whatever reason, they're now getting what they need. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Speaking of um, assistive 
sort of technology of some sorts. I know that I'm a big Google Meet user. Uh, we are on a Google Meet, you and I, right now. Um, and we use it in our district. Uh, and I'm part of the Cobblestone Collective group, which is the old EdTech Team Canada here. And I have a, a friend and colleague, Chris Webb. And Chris has a student with a, um, a visual impairment this year. And he's a, a math guy and he's a computer guy. And he started to realize like, okay, well, what can I do to make this more accessible for my student? because you know she needs to she wants to use the captions but they're so small so he has created um he coded and it's he said it was really easy I'm like could maybe for you um <laughs> but he coded this extension and it's called chrome captions and it allows you to change the size of the captions in google meet so if you're That's finding, amazing. like if you are in a huge room, for example, and you're projecting something, but maybe that screen's a bit small. So you have a student in there who has a hearing impairment or not. Like I have screen on my, my captions on all the time. Like even on our television, I've done it since my kids were little because it's the secret way that I get them to read. And sure enough, now. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, and yes, no, yes. no, I say that like my kids are crazy readers. Two of the three, one, one's a good reader. The other two are like, they always have books in their hands. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate in that sense. And I think that's a lot of modeling from my husband and I, cause we're big readers too. But, um, yeah, I've always kept the captions on, on the TV. I keep them on like when I'm going for a run and by run, I mean, brisk walk on my treadmill. <laughs> um, cause I don't right. run, I, I right. run late. I don't run. Um, every year I think I'm going to run Lydia every year. I'm like, this is the spring I'm going to run. And I have run a 5k and I want to die um I've done it twice maybe this year I'll try again but maybe not because it's cold and I like potato chips so and and wine I also like wine. and I respect anyway. that I respect that yes no um and tomorrow's the Super Bowl so you know anyway um so well by the time that we'll already know they'll they'll know what it is how because this is coming out next weekend but anyway okay I see right. remember That's squirrel right. I'm, I'm way over there I don't even I'm remember. telling you wait, but wait, I don't I, know if I'm the best person to help you not follow that squirrel <laughs> Um, so anyway, if you have a situation where you need, uh, you're in a Google meet and you need captions to be bigger than they actually are, you want to control that. Absolutely. Check out this, um, very, very free extension for Google meet. It's an itty bitty shooky giphy that one, but it's really, it, it's, I think it can be really good again, necessary for some, but you know, really good for everyone. I keep thinking back to like my library. I have this one screen that we sometimes use. That's a bit smaller because we have different areas. And if, if we need to hear what a guest speaker is saying and we can't quite hear because you're at the back and you want to read it to make those bigger would be awesome. So just a little one, but a good little share. I and I wanted to give a shout out to my friend who made it. That's awesome. No, I love that. And um, I think adding captions to, especially once we were all online, I, mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest things being able to have captions because it is, it, it does help. Like sometimes people, mics and headphones and ins and outs and what is no, noise, like, noise in your house. Like when everyone it, was learning from home yes. and someone starts screaming at yes. something else and, and you're like, what? Yes. I just missed what you said. And you don't want to be like, can you right. that again? Yeah. It just helps. And, it, and uh, it's interesting that my, I have a dear friend that she will per, turn on the captions and she turns just down the sound of her TV. And she, I mean, it's just how she watches television is with the captions. Um, we, my son was in theater and he had to do Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Of course, I went Baz Luhrmann because it's my favorite. And then we turned on the captions so he could read along while watching yeah. the play. Um, and they, I just, I think, I think captions are underutilized, honestly, like just in general. But um, I think I'm glad you shared that. So. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that out. so my next one I got, oh, I don't even know how long ago, but it, I got it. So I go to Coffee EDU. They have those mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Um, Dr. Mason Mason started it here in North Texas. I love Mason Mason. I got to see him this week and I, I was so excited. Man. Someone got an adorable picture of me just hugging the heck out of him. But um, he's the best. He, he taught uh, me the word so Cheryl. Started it. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, he's just, oh, he's just all levels of wonderful, but he did come down. That's a whole other story. But so we do coffee EDU and this was shared at one of them, this blush dot design. And the, it's basically um, you, anything really pictures, people, things. Yeah all by different artists from around the world. But what I love about it is it's incredibly inclusive of the various types of people um, and, and places. And so if you're looking for yes, I love a good Bitmoji. Uh, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I think Memojis are cute. I love, but like, if you want to do some type of graphic that is a little more representative of uh, various types of people and places, and they do everything. They've got like, you know, some people that are blue and they've got some things that are just heads that, I mean, it's just really yeah. cute. You need a plant. They got plants. And so 
I love blush.design because it's just a, it's a variety of graphics. You can modify different colors and stuff. And I'm supporting artists, right? I always down for that. Um, and so there will be times I actually created a little character. She's one of my favorites girl holding a little cup of, um, well, it could be coffee or tea. I'm a tea person, but, um, I use her sometimes. I use her a lot um, because I just fell in love with her, but I was able to give her, um, so my family is, um, I, you know, my, my mother's family is Mexican. Um, so as in from Mexico, so it's okay when people are like, oh, are you Mexican? I mean, I was like, no, no, you can say that they are from Mexico. So <laughs> just being able to create characters that were a little more representative that, that even that look for me yeah. was huge. Um, and so I love it because you can go in there and find all sorts of cool characters and designs. And again, like I said, you're supporting artists. So, um, like little sm small artists who are well, not small, they're not as in tiny people. I mean, they're like, <laughs> yes, they're artists that, trying to put their thing out there and, um, there's, you can do a lot for free, but then you can also donate and get a few more options. So yeah, I've used these before that. as well to, to mm -hmm. make it look like we're not all like, not everyone looks mm -hmm. like me. Like I'm just, right, I'm a white right. woman from Canada. Right. But no, a lot, a lot of my students, most of my students in my school don't look like me. Mm -hmm. My school has a really high Iranian population. So lots of Persian kids mm -hmm. and really high East Asian, like 30% of our school identifies Chinese. And a lot of them are new to Canada, Chinese, not even like first, second generation. Um, yeah, they immigrated when they were, were quite little. So to, to allow them to see themselves in the art that we put in mm -hmm. our, like on our slide decks or whatever is so inclusive because we know yeah. that from Bishop's work, right? We know that Dr. Bishop says like, we need those mirrors, windows, and sliding glass doors. We yep. need to see ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to see the world and we need to be able to go out and experience the world. And if we continuously have people like that are, are white, people are like, oh, this is not really who I am. Um, we also, like, there's something to be said for like, I always use the yellow um, emojis so that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not picking one, but there's right, only so much right. of that too. Like we want some reality and I love blush designs and I love most of the um, artists from what I understand. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I know when it first started, a lot of the artists come from various backgrounds as well. Yes. So uh -huh. it's not people appropriating, right? It's like, right. okay, here, I'm a black artist and I'm going to create art for, yes. that, for black people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and that's why I really just, I, everything about it made me happy. And so there'll be times I go and snag some images from there to put in my graphics and so, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so that it does look a little different or I mix it up and, yeah. and like I said, and I have they, my one little come, girl on a face. They've come a long way. I'm looking at, I haven't mm -hmm. been on it in, in a, in oh, a little yeah. bit, but yeah, they, they've really added a lot. Yes. In they, they've really expanded, um, what they have in there. And that's what I mean. Like you could just do even objects. Like there's like, I got this little bouquet of flowers on one that was really cute. I yeah. mean, so it's just, it's a variety of things. So huh, I love that. I love it. I love blush design. I actually have a weeklet called design. And whenever I find cool things like this, like sometimes it's like color matching or color palettes or icons and being able to take vectors and change them. I add it and blush is one of them. I have a few in there. I should actually link that. Um, if people are looking for just like cool tools for, um, for designing and things like this, like where can I find a variety of like vector images that are free or like, you know, buy me a coffee kind of paid, um, yes. mm -hmm. that, uh, I have that. I'll, I'll link that in for us. Beauty. Okay. My next, I'm going to go in, in the last episode, I had Vicky Hypel on and Vicky and I spoke a lot about Google sheets. And it was funny when I was, when I was prepping for this one, I'm like, Oh, I should have had this one for the last one. Cause we went down this like love of Google sheets. Um, now we did talk in the last episode about Ben Collins. Mm -hmm. Now Ben Collins, do you know Ben? Well, not do you know Ben? Have you heard of Ben's? Like I don't no, know. Ben, no, no. But I. It's funny because I saw this in the list, and no joke. Thank you, Gremlins. Mm -hmm. That tweet where he shared it showed up in my Twitter like yesterday, day before. Wow. And I was like, that's what she was talking about. And then yes, yeah. y'all mentioned him in your. So it was like. All the all the devices all working together. Yeah, yeah. I know. Ahead, this is really I, cool. I, yeah. I read a I read a funny tweet. Well, it was someone like had captured the tweet and then made it into a graphic that says, "I'm currently um, running running away from a sweater that I accidentally clicked on. I'm currently running away on four different platforms from a, a sweater and an ad that I I accidentally clicked on two weeks ago. And it does yes. that right? Like you're on your like, oh, there's that again. Oh, oh, there's that again. Yes, <laughs> it's creepy. The robots are watching. Um, at any rate, we um, Ben Collins is the man. If you want to know anything about um, 
Google Sheets. He's the guy. Uh, he's BenLCollins.com uh, is his website. He's a Google developer expert and data analytics instructor. And I think he's in the DC area, if I'm not mistaken. But what I have linked here is Etch-A-Sketch in Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard me yep. correctly. It is yes. a digital version of Etch-A-Sketch. So I actually mm-hmm. bought my kids an Etch-A-Sketch last Christmas, not of 2021, but 2020. We were just looking for just like a fun, like... Mm-hmm. game that's not electric right or le- like a non-electronic and so I said oh mm-hmm. my one kid my my William loves to draw all my kids love to draw but William particularly he's the he's the biggest drawer and the smallest reader compared to the rest of them they all draw <laughs> they all read but that's where he falls on the the on the the spectrum and he uh I said you know what? he might really like this so I bought them an extra sketch and sure enough they're like how does this work and you shake it now you can't shake your yeah. computer to make it a race in the digital <laughs> version of this that that's not there so that made me a bit sad um now, here's what I love about this. First of all, you go into it, it's, it looks exactly like an Etch-A-Sketch, like he's, he's done mm-hmm. the design around in a, in a Google Sheet. You make a copy of your own, and then you go and you click the left button at the bottom and then a right button, and you just start like tapping it, and then sure enough, just like the Etch-A-Sketch, it makes the lines like nothing curved. And like, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't think you could do a curved one. Like, you know how you can sort of trick the curve yeah. on an actual Etch-A-Sketch? You can't. But you can click this and you can make drawings like you would on an Etch-a-Sketch. Now, this is really cool if you wanted kids to play sort of electronic games at any level. Like I'm, I'm thinking younger students, but certainly it could, you know, older kids would have a lot of fun with it too. But what he also does is he shares how he did it. Yeah. I love, I love myself a good formula. And this one, I was like, I'm not even going to try to pretend I understand what's right. going on here. It is so complex. He's like, so you need the if open bracket F30 greater than less than V3 <laughs> comma F30 comma V3 close bracket. And then, and then a reset. And then there's a current X formula, which I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Um, there's a path formula. There's a number array. There's a transpose. There's a split. Like it is like, a spark line is in there. It is crazy. So if, if you love a good formula or if you have a student that really like is computer savvy, if you're, or, or if you're like an advanced, um, level of, of really getting kids into computer programming and want to see how it's done in spreadsheets, I think looking at the back end of this is so mm-hmm. cool. And for me, I was just like, wow, it's like, I'm reading Greek. I have no idea yes. what's going on here. <laughs> I'd be like, it, mine would be like, if you delete any part of this formula, you die kind of thing. Cause like, I would never be able, I would never be able to no. recover it. No, it was just funny. Cause I did click on it when it showed up on my Twitter feed and you're right. He explains it, which I have a friend who she would love to see all of that stuff, but it had to do with like check boxes and other things. I'm like, this is pretty intense, but it's really cool. It's, it's just really, it was, cause you're right. It looks exactly, it's got the red. I mean, it is for the Etch-A-Sketch Alley. It's, it's really neat. It's, it's really so neat. cool. It's so cool. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually going to go with another one because it, it relates okay. and then I'm, I'm going to let you finish up because I know you have a, you have a number of ones, including a whole bunch of just for fun stuff at the end. So yeah. he gave a shout out, he being Ben Collins in his blog post about this Etch-A-Sketch to a guy named Tyler Robertson, who I'd never heard of. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Oh, who, who's this guy? But what's this Tyler Robertson guy? All about? And so of course, as you do, you go down like Alice, the rabbit hole and you try to figure out like, Oh, okay, well, is, is this exciting? What's this? And so I clicked it and it takes you to his site. And on the site, he has, um, his spreadsheet portfolio. First of all, anyone who's going to make a portfolio and a spreadsheet, you have my heart. And if you'll see at the bottom, there's a carousel, there's three little tabs or sheets. If you listen to the last episode, you'll understand my issue with the fact that they're called sheets within a sheet, but, um, there's a carousel sheet, a gallery sheet and a full list. So I like the gallery. It's how mine works. And I like that he's offered it in different ways, but what Tyler has done is he's like a a coding artist is the best way that I can describe him, but he's like a coding artist game creator and not really creator, but mimicker. I'm not making any sense to anyone. I don't think, but if you go there and you click on the gallery tab, for example, it will show you different games. He has recreated just like Ben did with the Etch-A-Sketch in Google Sheets. Okay, that's awesome. He's done Tetris. He's done Frogger. He's done Snake. Remember Snake on your little flip Nokia phone? Yeah, he's done that one. And he even put the Snake one, he put it in to make it look like you're on like a little Nintendo DS. Like he has um, checkers. He has chess in here. Um, He has, which other ones did I know? There's, 
uh, he's, uh, he's a list maker. He has a, a, a weather forecaster. I'm like, what's this all about? Um, he has this other, like a memory color mat, like a memory game, like where you flip the cards and it's all done on Google sheets and you can click any of them and it will explain how we did it and then let you play the game. So if you are, um, if you have a station, let's say where you have computers or iPads and you wanted students to try this, or if you were remote and had kids, like I, I run our chess club because I'm the librarian. So of course that's what I have to do. I think that's sort of like, <laughs> you have to, I think that's part of the job description. And the, like our chess club's always looking for, sometimes we don't have enough boards. So I think even showing them this, like, here you go. And though a lot of my chess players are also part of our computer science club. And what would happen? I think they would see this and be like, oh, and, and, and do the learning behind it. It's, it's so cool. And I think it could inspire a lot of kids to say, Hey, I like this game. I wonder if I could recreate it and just, you know, Frankenstein the code. I think that's fantastic. And you use the term, I just fell in love with a coding artist. Yeah. How cool to start to share this with the kids. Cause it will pique an interest with some of them. Cause this is how they think this is how they see the world and to say, yeah, so how could you, what, what problems in the world could you solve by becoming a coding artist? Imagine if we allow them to call, cause I think sometimes people see coding and artistry and they, they're separate when yeah. really all this is how we all create, we can all find ways to create. And so I liked that you use that term and I'm, I am super excited to see his Frogger because that was my game. I'm a little right? Atari when I was a kid. I love yeah. Frogger. Yes. Me too. So that's I awesome. loved Frogger. And there, there's just, there's a whole bunch in here. Yeah. If you go to the full oh, list, cool. it actually, there's 30 of them. He has a baseball. He has a baseball game and, and he's published them all. Like if you look at the publishing day, he started this on August the 2nd, 2020. So it must've been a pandemic a passion project. And he's created 30 between August of 2020 and January of 2022. So in a year and a Good half, grief. he's created all of these and like they are they're robust. And yeah, I think that there's, I don't know, there's just something for, for everyone mm-hmm. in these. And yes. yeah, the coding, the coding artist thing, I think there's a lot that, that can be done with that. I think it's a different way to look at the world and, and especially where we're headed and we're so, we're so digital. So yeah. that's my little share. I loved it. Uh, Tyler, Robertson. Tyler Robertson <laughs> blew my mind with this. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm like, and I'm like trying that again, trying not to open these in new tabs. Because then I'll just start playing with that instead yeah. of finishing this conversation. So, sorry, Lydia. Sorry, um, Lydia's family that I've showed her all these things. I know. Like the rest of the job, like I can't go to the birthday day. party. I'm busy. <laughs> <That's> um, right. <laughs> okay. So my next one's not nearly as, I mean, it's cool, but it's, I'm like, dang, after that, I don't know. Um, so something I saw, well, so going back to algorithms. Yeah. Instagram knows I like to do early morning shopping on Sunday from my bed. And it will always put the best algorithms or the best advertisements in there. That's how I find all sorts of stuff that I really don't need, but I buy anyway. Of course. Um, And so a couple weeks ago, it had an advertisement for the dot. And I don't know if you'd heard about that, but it's like a little, it's a little flat dot you can put on the back of your phone or buy a plastic card and it's an NFC reader, right? So like the, the near, uh, I always forget this. And then I sound goobery, but it's basically the idea that if you have something with an NFC capability you can hold it to the phone and your reader will pick up whatever's in it yeah um so it's this idea that like a digital business card or like a a reusable business card so i could buy this plastic card with this reader in it but then in an app i build my profile so when people tap the card it takes them to my information right and i'm like okay this is kind of cool but like a good consumer i always go and look for reviews right like i know what you're trying to sell me instagram but is this legit or is this a scam so that of course rabbit holes I watched a couple of YouTube videos on various types of these of these cards. There's apparently mm-hmm. there are a bunch of brands out there. I linked the video that was the most helpful for me where it says NFC reader cards and accessories because yep. he makes a chart of all the different ones and what they cost. And you know, cost is important to me because yeah. I, I it's just important. Yeah, so we're not um, we're not swimming in money as teachers. Right, exactly. So basically I ended up purchasing the, I went to the link app, L I N Q app and, and OVU was really good. I really remember I, that one stuck out in my brain too, but I'll tell you why I went with link. So I did buy me the cute little red card. Oh my gosh. Right? You do have this cute little red card. She's showing right? to me right now. It's like the size of a credit card. Yeah. And so it's, it's a nice hard plastic. They have a cute bamboo one, but I went with red cause red, I love that. Uh, pink's my favorite color, but I look really good in red. So, um, <laughs> but it's plastic. And so I can ever, whenever it's like, do you have a business card? I can take this out. They just hold their phone to it and then it will take them to my profile. 
and they don't have to have an account to see it or anything. It's right there. And on my profile, I've got my Twitter, my Insta, I've got my, you know, achievements in terms of work. And then mm -hmm. if they hit save contact, it literally saves me in their contacts, my email, my phone, all that stuff. That's amazing. And you can have more, you can have more than one profile. So like for TCEA, I had my professional, but if I were going to like a dinner with my husband and we were going to meet people, I could switch it to my personal so that the contact information they have is my personal. Oh, that's so do, you, reason... do you do that like in an app and then the card mm -hmm. just knows which one you're sending? Yes. You no. tell it which one to do. Yes. And so, yes. And you can toggle back and forth. Okay. But the More reason like I that. went with link, so this card is fun, but the reason I went with link is because it had a bracelet. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. So I wore this bracelet last week and if they just tap their phone near the bracelet, that NFC it picked it up and it did the same thing. And if for some reason they didn't know where the NFC reader was, so sometimes you had the phone going up and down and you're yeah. trying to find it. And, and an, I know on an iPhone it's near the top. Um, but if they didn't know, on the other side there is a QR code so they could just scan my QR code and it would take them to the same spot. And so this is, not, this is a little, it's a little like plastic one, like those old, like, um, Lance Armstrong live strong kind of yes, bracelets. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. and except yes. And you get any, there's lots of colors of these too. Oh my gosh. I now the that. cool thing I bought, I did have to purchase these two things, but the app itself, what I'm using is free. I am not paying the subscription because they do, it does a lot of really cool things, but what I needed it to do free was yeah. fine. Right. Like that's all I needed. These are each, these are 20 bucks each. So for me, it was worth it because I can use them again and again. And like I yeah. said, I wore this bracelet all last week. So it's paid for itself. But the cool thing is I can tell the card to have one profile and the bracelet to have another oh, if I absolutely cool. wanted. So that's pretty cool. So and for $20 um, each, that's $40 Canadian listeners. Yes. That's $3,962. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, no, but it's L-I-N-Q app. And that, so that's why I chose that one was for the bracelet. But there are a ton of brands out there. And you could go super fancy. Some of the, the companies will make the card out of metal. And, like, it's nice. But, again, I've seen that one. I, I don't, I've yes, seen that one. I don't need – I don't – I'm not in an environment where that would be – Candy, right yeah, so you're not you're that, not Iggy Azalea you don't need to be right right I'm like I yeah, I'm good um but the so that's what I did a couple weeks ago but then what got really popular at TCEA and I put it here too people started making their phone wallpaper with their QR code on it so like oh, when I open my phone smart. what you see is the QR code so people can scan that and it takes them to like Linktree or just your Twitter or a web page whatever you wanted to take them to so that if they, if you wanted to share information, you just scan each other's phone, which led me to, I just want to remind people that you don't have to create a QR code. If you want to send someone to your Twitter or Insta, they do that for you. Yes, they, they actually, do. you actually have a QR code in Twitter. And I, I linked a little quick little video I made to show you that. So you, so Twitter and Insta already created a QR code for you. So you can open that, have people scan it, and then they can follow you on those platforms. Uh, but that seems to be a big thing so that people can connect. Um, business cards are great, but I'll be honest, when people swap business cards with me, I can tell you right now, I have them in a little jar here, but I haven't really gone through them because I've probably followed them on Twitter and that's where I connect. Does that make yeah, sense? Totally. And then with a yeah, and then with a static business card, they're great. But what happens when you get a new job and your email's not the same anymore? So right. um it's yeah, so this whole or, digital or way... your district rebrands or something like that. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Now yeah, that. yeah. Exactly. I, so, I actually made myself my own stuff. paper business cards um, mm -hmm. in, and I had them printed at like Vistaprint or one of those mm -hmm. and sent to yeah. me mm -hmm. um, for like getting ready for the hot um, season for conferences. And I got them mm -hmm. in February of 2020. So that was a super oh. good purchase. I've used a ton of them. Zero. Because I have not left my house. <laughs> you just, people just get random mail from you and it's just like a bunch of business cards. Like, I hey! literally, I, I, I gave them to my kids. I'm like, can you use these for arts and crafts or something? Because I don't know why I did this. And, and they're adorable. I probably, do I have any here? Are they at the, they're in my, I think they're at the house. They're not here at the Airbnb with me. But they're adorable. It's like my little, you know, my, um, today I sketched out a little like Jen character. Like she's on it. And she's like, anyway, but whatever. Oh, well, it was a fun art project. It was like, like, well, you never bucks. know. It might, it might come in handy. But no, that's why I, I just see this as a trend, even among educators, because first of all, I don't think educators tend to have business cards in general, unless no, we, don't. we make them ourselves. Yeah. And so this is a fun way so that we can connect 
when we go out and, and we don't yeah, I, I went in this my, route. In my old job, they gave us um, cards and I was like, okay, I want a hundred. And they're like, no, they don't come in a hundred. They literally, I think I got like 500. Yeah. I yeah. handed out mm-hmm. eight. It got to the point where uh-huh. it became my joke that I would just go to meetings and purposely hand them out to everyone. They're yeah. like, I have six of these already. I'm like, yeah, you need more. Cause I'm never you need going more. to use you need more. And right. then they changed right. our, our positions. We were lit- uh, digital literacy resource teachers. And then all of a sudden we became digital literacy consultants. So then I got another pack of 500 or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with all this? Right. Oh my God, it's right. But yeah, I like, I like the fact that it's not static. The dynamic nature of that mm-hmm. is awesome. It just got really bright. Did you see that for one minute? Look like I did. Like a I saw angel. that. Is the sun out or something? The sun <laughs> the, came it out. It must have like, been behind a cloud. And all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's just, this whole podcast is an enlightening experience. It's, it's, it's just clandestine brightening everything. So. Very funny. Okay. I love that. I love that. So yes, if, if you're getting back into the conference swing of things, Mm -hmm. depending on where you are and how open you are, this is absolutely something to check out. And we've seen this before. Like I know going to ISTE for years, you know, they're like, Hey, can I scan your, your name badge? And there was always that Mm -hmm. QR code there. And this is a way that you can control Mm -hmm. some of that information and how it's presented. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Tell me about TCA, TCEA. I've never been to the conference. Um, I know a little bit about the organization, but you have linked here some courses and, and blog. Tell us, you know, do the plug. Okay. So, um, this time last year I was approached to become a member of the TCA board and TCA's mission. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is to, uh, we are, uh, advancing teaching and learning with the use of technology through the use of technology, right? That's the big deal is, is supporting those educators with technology too, because we want to move things forward, right? That's what we want to do, especially since that's the world in which we live. Now, I always get the question, what does it stand for? Oh, we're advancing teaching and learning through the use of technology. We know what does it stand for? And so I always kind of dance around that because initially, so it was one of my favorite TCA shirts says established 1980. And I like it because I too was established in 1980. And so I feel very connected. Um, (laughs) But um, so it started as, you know, like a computer educators kind of place for them to go. I had even talked to one sweet lady who's been in it like her mother was a founding member and she was oh. like we used to go to tca and build computers right and so it was like the texas computer educator association kind it's of like thing q. It's like q q stands for computer yes. using educators and they're like it's yes. kind of archaic now but you right. don't want to rebrand <laughs> exactly because the thing so we are like the texas affiliate if you're familiar with ISTE, right that kind yeah. of thing but um but really we're so first of all we have international members a lady from saudi arabia came up to me and spoke with me at the convention this past week no yeah that's so, awesome yeah, we have international members, members all over the country. Um, that's why I'm like, you've got to come, Jen. You've got to come. Be one of those I international will. people. I, um, I will. But, I will. I promise you, I will come at some point. But I just don't <laughs> know when I'm going right, to be allowed out. Do so. <laughs> um, but then, like, it's also not just computer educators, right? We're we're ed- it's educators, and that's everything from you know your CTO, your principal, your teachers. Like, we want to support the whole, like everybody, in all we do. And so um, it's a, I started getting involved in 2016. That's when I went to my first convention. Yeah. And then by 2017, I went to TCA, but then it, ISTE was also in San Antonio. Like it was in Texas that year. So that year I got to represent TCEA at one of the poster sessions. They had chosen my poster as one of the ones to do there. So I was super excited about that. Um, and then I just made sure I went every year. And that's how I met people like Tisha yeah. and Claudio, if you know Claudio. and, and Mason, I like, love how, Claudio. Yeah, so that's how I start meeting those people. We're talking um, about Jenna nice Lee, Right, like Jenna Lee oh does all that stuff. Um, and at the time, John Beverly, who's the director for Area 8. I know John, um, yep. I, he, was, he started inviting me to things. And um, the big joke is I thought he was in charge of TCA. I thought I was hanging out with the big dogs. <laughs> and of course, that is not in fact, what happened. And then, um, you know, so eventually Mindy Vandegrift became the director of 10 and I, I got to know her a little better. So just all these things fell into place. So a year ago, um, when she took over as convention chair, they approached me to finish out her term. And um, again, the imposter syndrome, like, why me? Like, what have I, I haven't done oh, anything. I think that's, you know, worthy of, of that, but thank you for thinking of me, but you don't say no to something like that, really. But no, you don't <laughs> you don't don't, you don't, I don't need, oh, I don't need that experience. You know I'm good. <laughs> you know what? I, I think you want someone who's better than me. That's right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I said, so sure. Yes, of course. And it's just been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because this organization, they, for the, first of all, the staff, if you ever go to a TCA event, get to know the staff because they are phenomenal and they're fun and they're wonderful and just I love them all dearly 
but um, just awesome. everyone truly cares. Everyone truly cares what's happening with teachers and wants to give them the absolute best. And uh, in order to support what's happening with them, what's happening in the classroom and students. And I know I just, I'm really just going on and on, but basically we had our annual convention this past week. Mm-hmm. And so every year, so last year it had to be digital, right? And yeah, even that, did. yes, even that we got really positive feedback because it, for having to go digital, it still was a really strong, they, I, we partnered with IdeaCon, right? And so it really yeah. worked out really well. Um, but that's, so I'm part of that organization, but I think what people don't understand is it's not just convention. We do have convention. It is the big, the big one, but we also have an early child, like a um, elementary tech conference in early yep. summer. Uh, last summer we did a Google camp. Um, in the fall, my favorite, we have the CTS Academy, which is where people like us in our positions, yep. we go and every session is dedicated to helping us do our job. Right. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so that's a lot of fun. And then they offer the reason I link the courses is because their professional development department is just they knock it out of the park all the time. And so they actually offer various courses oh. that you can take and get credit. And they start anywhere from twenty nine dollars. Some are forty nine. And there are some that are a little more expensive, but it's because you're getting a specific credential. But they have everything. You can learn a tool. You can learn to do remote learning. You can learn like it's, it's all over there. And then we also have events. So they'll do lunch and learns where you just for 30 minutes hop on and, and there's a topic and you can discuss it. And then each area will hold events as well. So like for area 10, once a month, I have someone come in and share. So Claudia shared, Claudio shared for me, Tisha shared for me, generally Mason, I've asked you, so we got to get that on the calendar. So yeah, they come in and, um, and, and I, that way my area members have these opportunities to be a part of this, uh, and, and grow in this, or in this organization is just, it's just amazing. And I can't even imagine not being a part of it now. Like there's one called a bitmoji educator. Yes. Yes. I That's what I mean. It's, it. it's, it's really great. Um, my, I, uh, one of my friends wrote, I'm trying to remember which one it was. She's a math teacher and I'm trying to remember she wrote a course, uh, in there that is just amazing. She's amazing with sheets as well. My friend, Lauren, um, Hawkins, she's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's an organ. It's just a great, and any, like I said, since it's international join, you don't have to be from yeah. Texas, right? So yeah. just get in there. And, and really what ends up happening is someone will sign up for a course or for an event and then your membership comes with that. So, um, yeah. So as soon as you take, you know, any of those courses you're in, <laughs> Uh, but, there's uh, so much yeah. here. I'm not, I've, I, this yes. is why I'm, I'm being more quiet than usual. I've gone no, down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I'm looking at like uh, advanced streaming through OBS Studio, uh, mm-hmm. the Scholastic Network, Data Guardian, Effective <laughs> Math for grades three to five, yeah, EV3 Robotics. Like they're like holy goodness, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you need to learn something, this is the site, folks. Yeah, it's it's really great, and that's the thing too. Their PD team is strong, but they have no problem if they find uh, like a high flyer saying, "Hey, we know you've no- we've noticed you're really good at this. You want to write a course for us, yeah. right?" And so they'll they'll reach out and have people help them write courses that they think people would really uh, enjoy. I want to say there's a sheets one. I want to say my friend Lauren helped with the sheets one because she is such a sheets fan. I love that. But yeah, that's me just, that's me just going on and on about my, this organization I I'm honored to be a part of. So that's been great. Yeah. Here's Google sheets. Look at that. Look at them all making worksheets (laughs) interactive. Like I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Check out, check out TC. EA. Uh, it's a great organization. If you know ISTE and you know Q and you know those, it, it's mm-hmm. it's similar in nature and in, in mindset um, and in greatness. And you've just listed some of my favorite educators. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, we'll, we'll end it off with a, a new segment we're going to call Lydia Just for Fun. And that's, that's what she called it. She called it Just for Fun. And I was like, fun. I cannot wait for some of these because I have not heard of the four. I've only heard of one. So go. Okay. So the first one, um, Jen Hall, who I met at convention this week is amazing. I'm a a new fan. I'm going to drag her from Atlanta to TCA next year if I have to. Uh, But she showed me the Microsoft selfie app. And basically you put a selfie in and it pretties it up and puts a sparkle in your eye. And so I've spent the last day, all my selfies running through there that I'm going to post from convention. Download it. It's amazing. Um, It is. It's like like a stripped down version of like Snapchat filters so that you don't look like... Like you have bad fillers. It just makes you look pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and then I heard you talk about Swerdle, but this one is <laughs> Swerdle. Yeah. Cause we is... can't have, we can't have an episode about Wordle. I'm really glad you got this in because like, like I said, <laughs> this is also a segment, the Wordle segment. 
because I'm addicted. I haven't done Wordle yet today. I better do it. I almost yeah. didn't get the word yesterday. Let me let me say something because I can say it now okay. that it's passed and we'll be way past okay. by the time we... So you may have heard that Wordle got bought out by the New York Times, right? So it was owned by this like little guy who did it for his girlfriend who liked word games and he's a programmer and he sold it for, I hope you're sitting down, low seven figures, millions of dollars. <laughs> of dollars to the New York times. Like, first of all, really that, like that guy is genius. I I actually want to meet him one day. I want him to keynote an event I'm at. Yes. Where's my genius idea like that? Right. That is my husband and I talk about these all the time. We have these ideas. We're like, Oh, there's a million dollar idea. We're never going to see a dime of, because we're not going to act on it to, to bring it to fruition. We, anyway, so this is, he, he sold it. That's not the point. Um, and so he was, he was British if I'm not mistaken, the guy who created it, New York times buys it and you know, they run with it. And one of the words was humor, which, Oh yeah. So do the math on that. I'm used to a British guy mm-hmm. doing things. So like my Canadian brain thinks, and I'm like, what the heck? And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, Oh, it's American spelling. Yes. Now. I knew exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the love wordle. Sorry. <laughs> I lost that U somewhere between, somewhere over the ocean or even across the northern border. That U just stayed behind. Oh, anyway. So I was like, oh. Okay, so go, go. This is exciting. That's okay. I was just going to say, I know. Uh, I told you, squirrels, I can do it. Uh, No, but so I've been doing, I am a nerd, and people don't believe me until I out nerd them. But Swordle is a Star Wars wordle. And my friend shared that with me. So if you're a Star Wars person, that's what that one is. Also speaking of Star Wars, there is Star Wars in class. I started following them on Twitter and and they actually had a write-up about them. They will connect things in education to Star Wars. It's pretty cool. They have a whole website now with lessons. I'm like done, right? So I've linked that for fun. And then um, the last one I put in here, and trust me, I had to cut this a little short because I had so many fun things I wanted to add. So the band OK Go years ago um, mm-hmm. created a sandbox because their music videos are, they're just great. If you've ever seen them, you're like, how did they do that? I mean, that's the question you have. And so knowing that they basically started by creating science lessons around the science in their videos and it's grown from there, right? Like, so there's whole lessons. And so especially I think, well, in Texas, I know that in elementary, Sometimes social studies and science get a little less love because they're not math and reading. And we have that icky old star test towards the end of the year. Um, And so, um, so I think this is a fun way to make sure that science can stay in, right? If you're trying to really make sure it's in there and to cover it in a way that'll stick that, um, but you don't, you know, you want to make it fun or whatever. So I show that to a lot of, and think, just try and fit this in, see what happens. But then also for your upper level, sciences because there is a lot of physics and stuff involved oh, and yeah. so to show them how they did that so I just wanted to share that because I just think that's fun and I always love when bands or celebrities or whatever they go you know what let's support education by doing something you know really cool um and, Absolutely. and giving and, teachers and these, one these of the resources f- when we went into lockdown very early, like in March of 2020, our first two weeks were like, okay, we're going to do all asynchronous learning. And being the teacher I am, I literally, we all like had a classroom. We like, I set it up. We sat down. I would play Oh Canada at the beginning of our day. We would all stand up around the dining room table. And one of the tasks that I gave my kids at the very beginning was a Rube Goldberg machine. I said, I want you to yes. this. I knew I needed to And I showed them the This Too Shall Pass video, which mm-hmm. is the, the, ultimate Rube Goldberg machine. It's amazing. And they loved it. And they, to this day will continue to use toys to be like, let's do a Rube Goldberg. And we, and they buy it. So, and that video hooked them in. So I think it's a super hook. Um, all of their videos are phenomenal, but that one stands out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then to watch the behind the scenes, like the one where they're on the airplane, you know, and like watch knowing that they were physically, cause they had to keep dropping, right. Like up and down, like to the, the illness that came between some some of it. I would 100% be sick. I would not right. be good at that at all. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, that that's a packed episode, and I think we got it in. In a, in a, we did. In I'm a watching the clock too, and I'm like, I am too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did it. We we did it. We we were good. It's only one, <laughs> but I'm for sure gonna have you back. This was so fun, well, Lydia. Thank you. Thank Yay! You. This is like I said. We're we're gonna start talking like regular or something because we just have too much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Tell people where they can find you if they want to, once this hour is done. Okay. 
So the best place will be on Twitter at EduCroup, E-D-U-C-R-O-U-P-E, to enunciate there because those last few letters sound similar. Um, that's the best way because I'm on that probably more than I should be. But uh, I'm also on Instagram with the same handle, at EduCroup. I am trying to be better about my professional Instagram because personally, Instagram, I'm on all the hello hence the shopping uh, but that's yeah. a lot of pictures of my kids so that that one just kind of keeps me but um <laughs> uh, but the professionally at edu group is the best way to initially reach out to me um because i do check that regularly and then we can connect via email if we need to later on because like you jen i have many an email so depending on like what i'm doing if it's pca i'll use that email if it's work i use that you know that kind yeah. of thing uh, but that's going to be the first and best way to reach me is through twitter at edu group Amazing. Thank you, Lydia, for being here. And thank you, listeners, for spending however much time you did with us today. <laughs> Hopefully you found something that gave you an aha. And you know what to do when you have that aha. Give it a go. Take care, everyone. Be well. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid. Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email. Or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.